Welcome to BCP Unfiltered. I am your host, James BCP. This is the BCP Podcast, the BCP Unfiltered Edition. want to thank all of you who are supporting us where this show is available. And of course, that is on Patreon, Locals, and Spotify. We appreciate your support, folks. Let's get into the news. If you recall yesterday, I said in the BCP podcast previous episode that I would cover some more corruption. Well, we've got news from yesterday and today, and we've got a lot of uh, breaking news and developments. It's absolutely insane what's going on. So let's start off with this. Sometimes, folks, sometimes the headlines write themselves. Sometimes truly the headlines write themselves, and this is one of those times. Let me show you this graphic first. The great AI divide, the great AI divide, where we have people that are worried about AI. And on this great divide of AI, you have People on the left side of this, like Bill Gates and uh, founders of Google that think AI is a great thing. And then you go, holy crap, if Bill Gates and Google are for it, it probably isn't a good thing. And then you have uh, more reasonable people like Steve Wozniak, who is the other founder of Apple with Steve Jobs. And Elon Musk, who has proven to be a fair and a humanist, saying that uh, we need to take a pause on great uh, on AI. So this obviously is a problem that needs solving. This is a problem that the government must help us with. Well, like I said, sometimes the headlines write themselves as far as the punchline and being funny, ironic, or just uh, just making you scratch your head and wonder if you really live in today's reality or this is just one big nightmare. White House names Kamala Harris AISAR to save humanity from artificial intelligence. That's right, a woman lacking desperately in intelligence has been named the SAR of artificial intelligence. You can't make this shiz nit up, folks. This is absolute uh, insanity. You have Daily Mail reporting yesterday, White House unveils crackdown on artificial intelligence amid fears tech could replace humanity, but Kamala Harris will be in charge of it. The White House has unveiled its plan to crack down on the AI race amid growing concerns it could end up, it could upend life as we know it. And uh, one of the the people that been uh, really big on on saying this uh, is Elon Musk. Elon Musk has been out there saying, "Hey, we need to have a hard pause on AI, uh, on AI because it is a very dangerous thing, and it could lead to the end of humanity, where humans are no longer able to control the code. It could start." pandemics, it could start wars, it could launch, uh, you know, kind of like Terminator or what have you. Or you could have someone, you know, and then people on the other side go, well, nothing to worry about. It's just, it's, it, it still can be under control by code. Well, what if someone puts the malicious code in there to do those things and then also programs the uh, an AI to listen to any other instructions to the contrary? But don't worry about it, folks. Don't worry about it at all because they've got Kamala Harris on the case. They've got Camilla Harris taking care of this. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. 
Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. The plan is to launch 25 research institutes across the U.S. that will seek assurances from four companies, including Google, Microsoft... ChatGBT's creator, OpenAI, and they will participate in a public evaluation. Vice President Kamala Harris, who is a fake vice president because the ticket on which she was on with Joe Biden was a stolen election. Heels Up Harris, who has the lowest approval rating of any VP, will lead the containment effort as AI SAR with a budget of just $140 million. By comparison, Space Force has a budget of 30 billion well perhaps we should be reminded why joe biden would put camilla harris uh in charge of ai after all she is very intelligent as she demonstrated just yesterday by the way if uh, someone hasn't figured this out yet that was sarcasm and i'm about to set you up to show you the contrary that in fact, Kamala Harris is not intelligent. And as pointed out here, she is just one heartbeat away from the presidency. Yesterday, she visited a Richmond, Virginia farm to tout the Biden regime's so-called investment in small business because of course, Joe Biden is hiding from the public. And she blessed us with her wisdom by saying the following. And when I speak with small business owners and entrepreneurs, some of our younger small business owners actually self-identify as entrepreneurs. They're small business owners also. <laughs> but we'll go with whatever you like. Small business owner entrepreneurs. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. They were so worried about our, how we looked on the world stage. They were so worried about how we looked on the world stage when President Trump was in office before they robbed him. How come they're not worried now that we have these sets of clowns out there? And, you know, when I speak with small business owners and entrepreneurs, some of our younger small business owners actually self-identify as entrepreneurs. They're small business owners also. (laughs) But we'll go with whatever you like. Small business owner entrepreneurs. Well, that wasn't all that Kamala Harris had to say. She also went on to say, 
The story of this business is one of many stories around our country. Because of the investments we've made, because of the incredible determination of our entrepreneurs, America is seeing a small business boom. Since we took office, 10.5 million new small businesses have been filed in terms of applications for filing. Because you're too stupid to know that filings or applications for filings or filings or whatever. Uh, Someone pointed out that, uh, do I have it here? That she is needlessly verbose. I, I I saw a tweet that said that she is needlessly verbose. Okay, let's get into uh, this next story. And I, BCP, who am... I am often accused of being <laughs> needlessly verbose. Remember this situation that we're in right now with the continued lies against President Trump and fooling the public about the Hunter laptop, Hunter Biden laptop, started because A.G. Bill Barr, Christopher Wray, and the rest of the Trump people in the Department of Justice all cozied up with the establishment and the Democrats to hide the Hunter Biden laptop information from the public and discredit it. Now, the election was stolen in 2020. But even given that, had they let the laptop story play out like it's supposed to, like news stories are supposed to, a lot of people who did actually vote for Joe Biden may not have voted. And it would have been even harder for them to rig because they would have had to make up even more fake ballots. So here's a reminder of what happened. If you recall, uh, in October of 2020, This was days, weeks before the presidential election. 51 former intelligence officials signed and published a letter that baselessly decried the contents of Hunter's laptop from hell. They went out there saying, oh, this has all of the makings. This has all the makings and the earmarks and has all of the signatures of a classic Russian disinformation operation. That is what was out there. And they had 51 people sign off on this. It was all a lie. They knew it was a lie. Now we're going to be having uh, former CIA Director John Brennan and uh, Director of National Intelligence James Clapper. They're going to be testifying. Now I want to play for you what Just the News uh, founder, John Solomon, said yesterday evening. about former CIA director Mike Morrell. He's the guy we now know who organized the Spy Who the Spies Who Lie letter. Listen to what we have here from John Solomon. I mean folks, this is essentially what we have here folks is essentially every single day We're getting more smoking gun after more smoking gun after more smoking gun. And the sad thing is that there are no consequences. No one goes to jail. It's business as usual. They get away with it. And then they lie right in our face about it. Anyway, here's the uh, what these bombshell emails reveal courtesy of an explanation by John Solomon, my hero 
and um, a great example of true investigative journalism. Here is the news. Just a short while ago, Just the News obtained this email. This is a very important email. It comes from the former CIA director, Mike Morrell. Yes, the guy that organized that letter from the 51 intelligence professionals who tried to fake you into thinking that the Hunter Biden laptop was Russian disinformation when it wasn't. Uh, it is between him and John Brennan, one of the signatories. You know who John Brennan is? He was Obama's CIA director, right? He's the guy that told Obama, hey, Hillary Clinton is doing a dirty trick on Donald Trump called Russia collusion. Well, this is just before the presidential debate between Donald Trump and Hunter uh, and uh, Joe Biden. Hunter Biden's laptop is is flinging out there. This is what Mike Morrell, former CIA director, tells his successor, John Brennan. Hey, sign this letter because I'm, quote, trying to give the campaign, particularly during the debate on Thursday, a talking point to push back on Trump on this issue. A man with a security clearance, a man with the title of CIA director, knew that he wasn't creating an intelligence product, uh, a, a Merrick civic duty with 51 people. He was trying to create a political moment. Damning evidence. We're, we'll try to find out if Congress has this letter, but this is a very important piece. It is the ultimate proof that what went out on that letter was a political dirty trick coordinated with the Biden campaign. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Absolutely true. Look at this. Let's look at this. Trying to give the campaign, particularly during the debate on Thursday, a talking point to push back on Trump on this issue. It was all political. John, can I add your name to this list? And then, of course, some of the people that had just recently been added that same day. And a lots of other IC career folk. It, I mean, this is a, a smoking gun letter of every single anything. John Brennan to Mike Morrell um, saying, okay, yeah, add my name to the list. It's a good initiative. Thanks for asking me to sign on. Mike Morrell right there saying that this was all political to give Hillary Clinton something to say, some sort of retort, some sort of reply and defense when it came to the upcoming debate. Now, as I had mentioned previously, as reported by, by Breitbart, Brennan and Clapper are going to testify before the Weaponization Committee on the Hunter Biden laptop. Being reported yesterday, two former top Intelligence officials will testify this month before the House Judiciary Committee's weaponization of the federal government panel about the statement they signed in 2020 discrediting the bombshell story about Hunter Biden's laptop. Former CIA Director John Brennan and former Director of National Intelligence James Clapper are going to appear in closed-door interviews on May 11th and also on May 17th, respectively. Now, these guys are obviously very famous. They were out there on CNN, MSNBC, etc. Throughout the Trump administration, discrediting everything that Trump was saying and doing. And they were still playing their roles, even though they weren't in leadership positions. 
They were still playing their roles for the deep state and the intelligence community to discredit everything that President Trump was doing. Now, the revelation of the pair's forthcoming testimonies come after another signatory of the statement, former CIA director Michael Morrell testified, as we uh, talked about last month, to the panel that Secretary Antony Blinken had prompted Morrell and others to author statement in the first place. Now, as far as the details of this, uh, the testimonies will occur in the form of behind closed doors transcribed interviews with both panels, Republicans and Democrat members in attendance. In addition to that interview and a number of others, the, the Judiciary Committee will also be questioning Mark uh, Pomerantz, a former prosecutor, and Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg's office uh, next week. So there's a lot of moving parts here. Lots of things are happening. Wow. Now, we, we, we all knew that this was BS, that this was bogus, uh, what have you. And still, what happened earlier this week, earlier this week, you had uh, Anthony Blinken saying that the spies who lied letter wasn't my idea. I didn't ask for it. And he's still out there denying the veracity of what we know. Uh, and an aside... I actually had this uh, story queued up for later, but for some reason I moved it to, 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 to here. For some reason, I don't know. So let's just go with it. There was something in my mind when I was uh, storyboarding this episode on why I moved that story from later in the episode to now, but let's go with it now. I don't remember the segue or what the thought was at the moment. But the, oh, yeah, yeah, now I know why I, I did this. The idea is that, Information uh, discrediting real information. So we had the spies who lie, who are discrediting the real information from the Hunter uh, Biden laptop. Now let's talk about people who are discrediting what we know to be true, the Wuhan lab theory. Wuhan lab theory, extremely unlikely COVID-19 source, World Health Organization, correcting a Trump White House claim. This was from February 9th, 2021, as you can see right there. You're thinking, James, why are you bringing this up now? Well, it's because of the follow-up to this story. I've been talking about the corruption and how these people are absolutely controlled. The Telegraph. Who scientists who doubted COVID lab leak theory sacked for sexual harassment? Peter Ben Anbrack, who contested the accusation, uh, contest the accusation of misconduct, led whose mission to China to investigate COVID's origins. I've long maintained, and we now know it's true from evidence after evidence after evidence, year after year after year, that the people globally in world governments, in local governments, are controlled by China and the deep state, usually because they are absolute deviants. And even when they're not absolute deviants, they're just deviants. That's all I wanted to say about that. That's why I brought this story up. Okay, let's get back to what uh, we we're talking about here. James Comer and Chuck Grassley revealed, the, uh, as reported before, there's an existence of an FBI record that alleged that then-VP, now-fake President Biden, engaged in a bribery scheme with a foreign national. And according to a whistleblower, 
They have record, the FBI has record, that details an alleged arrangement involving an exchange of money for policy decisions. Now, folks, this should absolutely be the biggest story on the news. This should be the biggest story in the news right now, folks. I know we play this game very often and it seems silly and it's tired, but just think if there was an FBI, if there was an FBI informant, there was a whistleblower and they had evidence that Trump, forget about, this is Joe Biden as vice president. If there was evidence that President Trump as a private citizen had taken bribes to then come in as president and use that money to form or to formulate national policy, foreign national policy, Trump, this would have been on the news every day. Essentially, that's what they did with the made-up Trump-Russia collusion story. But this is uh, Joe Biden when he was actually vice president. And we have here, John Kirby was asked about it, and this was his ridiculous reply. John, I've got a question about the House Oversight Committee subpoena that was issued yesterday. Um, It's seeking an FBI document from 2020 that, uh, quote, describes an alleged criminal scheme involving then-Vice President Biden and a foreign national relating to the exchange of money for policy decisions. Decisions. Uh, what What's the White House's response to this serious corruption allegation? I'm going to have to refer you to the Justice Department on that. I, I have nothing for you on that today. No. Do you know what this is? What country this pertains to, or what policy decision? I have nothing for you, sir. I'm going to have to refer you to the Justice Department. Absolutely, absolutely ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. All right. Let's talk. About, uh, let me show you a, a quick story here. I want to stay on this theme of just corruption at all kinds of levels in government and in all kinds of different corrupt situations. These people are morally bankrupt. We have a California senator, Dave Min, arrested for drunk driving in Sacramento, according to the California Highway Patrol. Now, why would we care about that? That this state senator, Dave Min, a Democrat out of Irvine, which is Orange County, Southern California, was arrested for a misdemeanor DUI and booked into the Sacramento County Jail, according to the California Highway Patrol. So obviously this was happening while he was up in Sacramento, where he, that's the state capital of California, where he's engaged in up doing business. Well, the reason why this is of concern or of interest is because they rig elections in California and this Democrat California lawmaker is currently running for U.S. Congress. And that is why we're getting uh, reporting and remarks from people such as uh, this one. A DOI should result in the immediate removal from office. If you are unable to demonstrate a modicum of, excuse me, a modicum of self-control or don't have the sense to call an Uber, you have no business leading. Of course they have no business leading. But this is just the type of person controlled with vices that the deep state, the CIA, the intelligence community, and the Democrats love to have an office because they can be controlled. We have seen this time and time and time again, that these people are bad people 
and then they are elevated. Now, usually we don't find out about these things. They're covered up before they come into office. But this has been made public. And let's see if it has any effects that will be damaging. I doubt it. Let's get into or let's get back to D.C. And special counsel Jack Smith in the Department of Justice investigation into President Trump. Here's what we have. We have CNN getting yet another exclusive that no one else has gotten. That special counsel, Jack Smith, sat in on the Mike Pence testimony to the federal grand jury. Always leaks, always leaks to CNN and the other rags. CNN Reporting, Special Counsel Jack Smith sat in on the federal grand jury proceedings while former Vice President Mike Pence testified for more than five hours last week. Smith and Pence interacted while Pence was at the courthouse and one source described the interaction as respectful. Smith's appearance is the first known time the Special Counsel has attended a grand jury proceeding in the investigation. Smith is leading the criminal probe with a team of prosecutors into the aftermath of the 2020 election and efforts to... I love it when they say this, overturn the results. Pence was poised to recount for the first time under oath his direct conversation with Trump leading up to the January 6th, up to January 26th. President Trump repeatedly pressured him unsuccessfully to block the 2020 election results, including on the morning of January 6th in a private phone call. As part of his political appearance and recent book tour, Pence frequently speaks about refusing to do uh, Trump's bidding on January 6th and instead follow the Constitution. Which, of course, we that's why we are pretty sure and with a high degree of probability know that those five hours that Pence uh, spent in that grand jury testimony in which we also had Jack Smith present he was probably sticking the knife that he uses to backstab President Trump even further into President Trump's back. All right. President Trump is seeking to move that New York criminal case where the deck is stacked against him in New York over to where the deck is stacked against him at the federal level. This is what we have here. Donald Trump's lawyers have asked a federal court to take control of the New York City criminal case. They argued yesterday that the former president can't be tried in the state court where his historic indictment was brought because the alleged conduct occurred while he was in office. In court papers, Trump's lawyers said the criminal case involves important federal questions, including alleged violations of the federal election law, Federal officers, including former presidents, have the right to be tried in federal court for charges arising from conduct performed while in office, the the lawyers argued. Echoing Trump's claim that his indictment is politically motivated, lawyer Susan Nichols urged the federal court to exert its protective jurisdiction and seize the case from the state courts where Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg routinely, why can't I say routinely today? Routinely, the hell was it? Cinco de Mayo? 
Oh yeah, it is Cinco de Mayo. Happy Cinco de Mayo, folks. By the way, quick lesson. It is not Mexican Independence Day. It is the winning of the Battle of Puebla. And if you're not really familiar with like hardcore Mexican food, meaning the, the kind of Mexican food beyond tacos and burritos and tostadas and things of that sort, I would highly suggest that you try. But make sure, I don't really think you can really mess up this dish. It's just going to be absolutely yummy or it's going to be meh. And it's my favorite dish. It's my favorite comfort food. It's called pozole. When my dad first discovered pozole, yes, yes, folks, I'm going on the side here. I'm going on the side here. This is BCP unfiltered. When my dad first saw pozole, he said, I've heard of soup or salad, but I've never heard of soup and salad together. And what pozole is, it is a soup with hominy and meat in it. Generally, when my wife makes it, it's either, it's generally pork or it can also be chicken. So think of this great soup with hominy and pork. And then you pile on top of it lettuce and or cabbage, radishes, tons of onions, oregano. And um, and then you have chipotle or something to spice it up. When my wife made growing up, uh, with the kids growing up, she would make it kind of like not too spicy for the kids. And then we would add our chipotle and our our, our hot sauces, or, you know, the, the, the salsa that she would make. And it's funny that she would do that to protect our children because all of my children, except for one, absolutely love spicy food like their mother does. I digress. Also, you might want to try on this Cinco de Mayo if you've never had birria and tacos de birria. Ugh, absolutely great food. Okay, that's the end of the plug for Mexican cuisine. Echoing Trump's claims that his indictment is politically motivated, lawyer uh, Susan uh, Nichols, is that how it's pronounced? I think I already read this already. Urged the federal court to exert its protective jurisdiction and seize the case from Alvin Bragg. Such requests are rarely granted in criminal cases, although Trump's request is unprecedented, unprecedented because he's the first former president ever charged with a crime. The effort is extremely unlikely to succeed, says a professor. It's not even clear that this would be a particularly effective delay tactic. We know that it doesn't matter if President Trump or we the people have good, sound reasoning that's legal. The courts always screw us over. I'm not trying to be negative, folks. This is, it'd be great if it happened, but I highly doubt they're going to allow this case to be snatched from the jaws of one Alvin Bragg. I just don't see that happening. So, Trump's attorneys first raised the prospect of moving the case to federal court during a state court hearing Thursday where a judge indicated he'd put limits on Trump's access to certain evidence as prosecutors requested. So I'm just showing you that, once again, the, uh, the deck is stacked against President Trump. And if we were hoping for justice at, at this point, that's just hope. 
going back to President Trump, New York, and lawsuits, a judge has dismissed Trump's lawsuit against the New York Times. President Trump's lawsuit against the New York Times was dismissed by a Supreme Court judge on Wednesday. Trump had filed a $100 million lawsuit against the New York Times and his niece Mary Trump a couple years ago over the news outlet's 2018 Pulitzer Prize-winning reporting on his tax records alleging an insidious plot to obtain confidential and highly sensitive records. The New York Supreme Court Justice Robert Reed said Trump's claims fail as a matter of constitutional law. The courts have long recognized that reporters are entitled to engage in legal and ordinary news gathering activities without fear of tort liability due to First Amendment, Reed said. Meanwhile, we have First Amendment protesters in the D.C. Gulag and we have Julian Assange in prison. But I digress. In dismissing the complaint against the New York Times, Reed ordered Trump to pay all legal fees associated with the case. The judge has yet to rule on the case against Mary Trump. Once again, the legal system not working for President Trump. Even though he is a very rich man, he has gone against the deep state and therefore they will always pile on top of him. All right, let's uh, go over to the Epoch Times from this article uh, the other day. Once again, I'm going to go back and revisit what I've been talking uh, about here. been talking about the corruption. Everyone uh, that's involved with going after President Trump and we the people somehow are compromised and connected. And yes, folks, it's not a conspiracy theory. Many of these people, in fact, yes, really are pedophiles. Billionaire who funded lawsuit against Trump met with Jeffrey Epstein. Why has this come as a surprise to absolutely no one? A Democrat megadonor who funded a lawsuit accusing former President Donald Trump of defamation met with Jeffrey Epstein at the sex offender's home. LinkedIn co-founder Reid Hoffman, who has donated millions to Democrats over the years, went to Epstein's notorious island in the U.S. Virgin Islands. Hoffman told the Wall Street Journal, which broke the news from records it reviewed, that he was trying to convince Epstein to donate to MIT, where he helps advise the university's media lab. He was also scheduled to sleep at Epstein's townhouse, townhome in New York in 2014. Of course, he couldn't be reached by the Epic Times for comment. Nothing to see here, folks. It's totally normal at this point. I mean, all the normal people were on Epstein's Island. That was just what all the cool kids did, apparently. All right. Another person who's been a victim of misjustice, I should say peoples, are our brothers and sisters in Arizona who voted for Carrie Lake, who tweeted out, this information, this questionnaire, this is absolutely, well, let me just show it to you. The Maricopa County Board of Supervisors ask that any, oh, I'm sorry, let me show this to you. The Maricopa County Board of Supervisors ask that any potential legislative appointee 
absolve the board of any wrongdoing to be considered for appointment. This is a loyalty test. It's meant to disenfranchise the grassroots and empower five corrupt bureaucrats to continue to screw up our elections. So here are, here's a questionnaire for candidates seeking appointment for those vacancies. And you can see where they're going with this. They want to make sure that there are no MAGA people in here. Did Joe Biden legitimately win the 2020 race for U.S. president? Did Katie Hobbs win the 2022 election for Arizona governor? Do you believe that both the 2020 and 2022 elections were safe, secure, and accurate? Do you believe that vote, vote by mail is safe and secure? Do you support the current state laws that allow voters to option to cast their ballots by mail or vote in person at a vote anywhere set? anywhere center either early or on election day or by dropping off an early ballot at any voca uh, voting location. In other words, they want to make sure the people who fill these vacancies are loyal to the regime that stole the election and put themselves in power. Carrie Lake also tweeted out, the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors makes potential legislative appointees pass a loyalty test to be considered to fill vacancies. Why do we let the five most corrupt people in the county run 63% of our state? And I think that is almost a universal statement. Why do we let just a handful of very corrupt individuals run our country? And I want to now end with uh, this story from yesterday, from last night, 8.32 p.m. on May the 4th. May the 4th be with you. I know I don't generally talk about pop culture because you guys don't like that. As the most part, I, I've gotten a lot of pushback on it. But hey, this is a BCP unfiltered show. And growing up as a kid, I was a Star Wars fan. So may the 4th be with you. Or yesterday. I guess now it's the 5th. So it's Revenge of the Fifth, you know, like the Revenge of the Sith. Anyhow, this last week, I saw the reissue of The Empire Strikes Back uh, with BCP Jr. We went to um, to go see that. We went to go see the uh, that film, Empire Strikes Back. I must admit, of the original trilogy, Star Wars is cool and iconic, the first one, because it starts the whole thing. But the one I really like, as far as story and development and building of the universe, would have to be The Empire Strikes Back. During the pandemic, one of the reasons why I left California and then moved to Utah is because Utah was a state that was still open. And there was a there is a chain of theaters here in Utah uh, called the uh, Megaplex, Larry H. Miller, the uh, former owner of the Jazz. And... While there was no movies being released, the Megaplex was just showing old movies so people could still go to the movies. It was great. And we, we saw the Star Wars trilogy. And they have re-released Return of the Jedi because of the 40th anniversary this week. And I caught it with um, my son. And it's, it's not my favorite of the original trilogies. It's, it's exciting in the beginning because, you know, he's now a Jedi master but you know how things get ruined today because of wokeness? Well, Return of the Jedi was ruined because of marketing. They put the Ewoks in and they made it very silly because they knew that that would sell toys. Anyway, that was a total digression. Forgive me. 
But last night for May the 4th, I saw the new Guardians of the Galaxy movie. It's a Marvel Studios movie. And I'm happy to report, though I don't think the movie is for everybody, it is the best Marvel movie in a long time. No real wokeness in it. Just a good story and a good movie. And I was enjoying it until I remembered at the very end. Oh, crap. This was a movie, and it was a great job done by the director and writer. But the writer and director is James Gunn, who's another freaking pedophile. All right. End of digression. Let me get you on the last story. Sorry about that. It's Friday. It's Cinco de Mayo. We love and appreciate you. Thanks for being here. Going back and kind of putting this all together. New re newly released text show Tucker Carlson telling Brett Baer, when Trump loses, he's going to blame us and that's going to be very bad. And so what we're seeing here is in these texts that they keep leaking to discredit, uh, to discredit Tucker Carlson, but they actually make us like him more. Tucker Carlson actually pushed back on Fox News calling Arizona early for President Trump. So let's get into this article. Text messages between Fox News anchor Brett Baer and then-host Tucker Carlson showed the two were extremely concerned about their network's elections coverage two days after it was held. This according to text obtained by the Daily Beast. The conversation happened on November 5th when a winner in the presidential election had yet to be determined. On election night, Fox News had called Arizona for Joe Biden. Carlson texted Brer, I continue to think the company isn't taking this seriously enough. We need to do something to reassure our core audience. They're our business model. Carlson was concerned about the network's conservative audience fleeing Fox because many viewers believed, rightfully so, that the there were voter fraud uh, voter fraud in Arizona. Carlson had also asked Bear about ways he could assist. Is there some way I could help? Obviously, I'd never do anything without full approval from the top. He further wondered if the network had a plan for making more calls on states whose elections were not decided at the time. We could lose our audience, he said. We've been pushing for answers, Bear replies. Bear, excuse me, replies. I have pressed them to slow and I think they will slow walk Nevada. The votes don't come in until tomorrow. Please let me know if they don't seem to be obeying Carlson's response. We could really mess this up a lot of what we've built. I totally agree, Bear says. And he tells Tucker Carlson that he too has been taking major incoming. The Daily Beast also reports that Carlson suggested interviewing the network's decision desk about the Arizona call. Quote, Elsewhere in the exchange, Carlson floated the idea of interviewing decision desk director Arnon Mishkin, who made the decision to call Arizona for Biden on election night and face intense backlash on his own program. Maybe, uh, but maybe you can come and walk us through it. Viewers trust you, or maybe he interviewed Mishkin. I'm open, but again, I want to help. Let me know, Carlson wrote. Brer, Brett Bear writes back to him, Arnon would be good for you to grow him, but I have I have had it on a bunch. I'm happy to do it, but may say I wouldn't have made the call when he did, but we did. 
And the reporting says that Carlson ultimately did not get the opportunity to grow Michigan on his show. So we're seeing that Tucker Carlson had business sense not to piss off the core audience of Fox. And also, whether you like Trump or not, that Fox News screwed up by calling the election so early for Joe Biden. When in fact, we now know and we knew then that Joe Biden did not win Maricopa County. And there you have it, folks. Thanks for joining me on this BCP Unfiltered podcast. Have a great weekend. Ciao, goodbye. God bless. Gotta give us what we want. Uh. Gotta give us what we need. Hey. <laughs> Our freedom of speech is freedom of death. We, we got, got to fight the fight.